welcome. Oh man, I'm already giggling and I have no reason to be giggling. Um, man, welcome to Pardon Me Alex, the only lumberjack basketball podcast on the market because just because. I mean, I don't have a better reason for that. Um, <laughs> it's been a wild, it's been a wild weekend and a long day. Um, obviously, this episode is going to be about UTRGV game that happened on Wednesday of last week. We were going to try and record on Thursday. Um, our internets were being weird, so we just didn't. And so now we're finally having the time to do it because we've had such a long weekend today on Sunday. So, Without further ado or any other delays, we are just going to dive right in. Let's get it going. We're back. Jacqueline? Look. We had a hell of a week. Oh, good God almighty. Wait, who was that? I could, I didn't see it. Scotty. Scotty. I should have known. Should have known. Should have known. What a attention whore. <laughs> I love it. Um, welcome everyone again to Pardon Me Alex, Lumberjack Basketball Podcast. You know, you know the drill. You, you know the routine. Uh, we changed our background for some juice action in the back. So now you can see juice right there on our background. Um, if you're listening, you just have to imagine a picture of juice. Yeah. AJ, that's what our background is. Um, but yeah, so today we're talking about the UTRGV game. Uh, hopefully tomorrow afternoon, early evening at some point, we will record about, we will record the Seattle game from uh, from last night, Saturday night. Um, two wins in a row, so loving it, going well back on our winning ways, but yeah. So let's let's just dive right in. Jacqueline, you wanna start us off with your notes? Yeah, so um, there's not a whole lot of history between us and UTRGV. Um, however, we did play them like way back in the 70s, I think. I'm gonna look real quick. Um, in the 80s, we played them twice in 86, mm. or 87. Um, anyway, our, so our, History with them is going into that game was three wins, two losses. Um, our largest margin of victory against them was 30 points, 93 to 63 in 2022. Smallest margin of victory um, to them was in the same year last year. Uh, we won by only 11 points, 86 to 75. Um, so, yeah, we played them twice in the 86, 87 season for some reason, then randomly in 06, then of course twice last year um, as the first year in the WAC. So. Mm. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, and I realized that I'm not, the WAC standings are obviously going to be different because we've had, a, everybody's had games after that. So uh, there's really no point in going over it. Um, but the the WAC resume seating is pretty much still the same where we're at number six. We're at the number six seed and slot there. Um, the top five above us have been pretty much the same as well. There hasn't been a lot of change there either. Um, so, I mean, honestly, it's just one of those things where I, and I hate to say this, and I really hope I'm wrong. I just don't see a lot of movement 
going up unless the top five teams above us in the resume seating have just a disastrous second half of the conference, which very well could happen. Very well could happen. Um, but I really hope it does so that we're not at the sixth seed going into the WAC tournament conference tournament, because that means that we don't have a bye. We'll be playing on Tuesday and that's just a long tournament for us. Yeah, we don't want that at all. No. Yeah. So if we can, if we can finagle a way to get the five seed or even the four seed somehow, some way that would be ideal. That way we at least get a, a one buy at least. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed that some things happen in our favor. We keep winning at home and on the road and some of the teams above us just have an absolute falling apart. Yeah. Let's hope. Um, but yeah, so we'll go over the, the standings and the seedings um, more in-depthly on uh, the Seattle U game. Cause that just, again, doesn't make sense for us to go over it. Cause yeah. yeah, it's not updated. Okay. So tailing right into the statistics. Yeah. So we had the, the same charts we've had the last, um, I think like two games or so uh trail nana aj jalil and rati in place of nigel and day day uh from our usual starting five uh we did win 83 to 66 the attendance on wednesday night was 2180 um sean kennedy's stat section are uh, before you start that i would like to say i listened to keller's uh oppressor when he was talking with Nigel after this game and he did mention the starting lineup and he did talk about how um you know him not starting Nigel wasn't like a knock on Nigel it was literally and it wasn't going to affect his minutes whatsoever he goes we literally have eight nine players that could be starters easily which I totally I can back up as well um, it was it was mainly just the fact that we had lost two games in a row and he wanted to shake things up a bit and not be like so predictable i guess with the starting lineup and 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 kind of just throw something different at them as a lineup so that was kind of the reason why he started nigel or you know didn't start nigel but honestly again it did not really affect his minutes at all he yeah played pretty much the same amount of time as he normally did and like he was explaining in his presser he goes you know, it, it shouldn't matter who starts. You know, when they do ESPN top 10 plays or whatever at night, they don't show who the top, you know, your top five starters are. They show who makes the plays during the games. And so it shouldn't matter who starts and it shouldn't matter um, to the guys and it shouldn't matter to the fans either. So it doesn't matter to me. Um, again, I don't I don't care who starts up and lines up in the first five. All it matters is who does what during the game and that we come out with a W. That's all it matters for me. Totally. Yeah, the minutes, the minutes of the stats should matter more than the starting because that doesn't really doesn't really mean anything besides just getting listed as a starter. Yeah, that's literally it. So I just wanted to point that out if people were wondering why, um, you know, during this game that Nigel wasn't starting or why, you know, why the difference of lineup. If you listen to the post game presser, I mean Keller pretty much just talks about it just very openly. So um, yeah. Dad, dad told me he had listened to him say that same thing too. And you know, honestly, as as often as Keller likes to sub within a minute, you're not gonna be in the game anyway. So exactly. It, start. Pretty much. So yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there just in case people are wondering, well, why so that that's pretty much why. Um but yeah, you can go back to Sean Kennedy's stats now. 
Okay. Um, all right. The, our field goal percentage uh, this game against UTRGV was 45%. Our three-point percentage was 35.7. Our free throws were 68.6. Not super amazing, but mm. uh, we did have 40 points in the paint. We had 29 points off of turnovers, 15 second chance points, 18 fast break points, uh, 55 bench points. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, mm-hmm. we'll pick up on starters. I feel like that's helpful. That's going to help mm-hmm. the bench um, points be a little bit higher. Uh, we had 40 rebounds. We had 15 offensive and 25 defensive. We had 23 fouls, 18 turnovers. They did have 25, so that was good. They have more than us. Uh, we had 14 steals this game, um, three blocks. So we had several uh, game leaders. It was, it was very nicely spread around. So the leading scorer was Matt with 14 points, four rebounds, one assist, two steals. Uh, P- Pilgrim's pride player of the game, they named uh, Day Day that, which he had 13 points, three rebounds, one assist, one block, three steals. So, I mean, he had something in every category. Uh, mm-hmm. Nicole had 12 points, five rebounds, two assists. Nana had 11 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. And Robbie had nine points and four rebounds. Really good game for Robbie there. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I said, I mean, yeah, I don't don't disagree with Dede getting the Pilgrim's Pride player of the game because he did have something in every single stat. Um, But I I might would have thrown it to Matt on that one. Uh, Since since he was the leading scorer, he had something in almost every stat line. And, I mean, Dede's gotten – player of the game, lots of games, but um, right. I might have thrown that one to Matt, but. Right. Sp- spread the wealth around a little bit. I, I tend to agree with your, with your choice as well, Matt, for being a top scorer. Um, I would also throw um, Nana in the ring for having 11 points, four rebounds. He had a hell of a game um, that night as well. So, but I, I, I love the fact that this is a good problem to have, you know, the fact that it's hard to pick a player of the game sometimes because we have so many guys in double digits or in, you know, so many guys spreading the ball around and having high points. I mean, th- this is a good problem to have one, two, three, four, five guys, you know, four guys with, with double digits, Robbie with nine. I mean, I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. You know, don't hate it. Don't hate it one bit. All right, Kaylin is going to see y'all talk about the game. Yes, Rick, love to see you. Hope you're doing well. I think he's about to have some cold days uh, mm. coming up next week. So, Yikes. well, hopefully you have some lumberjack sweaters to keep you warm and cozy at night. <laughs> yeah, bundle up because I yeah I think there's about because uh, I think even it's going to hit Dallas maybe the next few days some uh, mm. bad winter storms. Yikes. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's that time of year, man, that everybody just gets starts to get absolutely pounded. Um, so yeah, rolling right into our feats of strength. Um, definitely, like I was saying before, the fact that we had so many guys in double digits, so many guys had um, you know, really good games, spreading the points around, just absolutely um taking over the game versus UTRGV and even Keller said in the presser which I thought was kind of something to recognize and mention that you know 
and I, I, I kind of always said this too last podcast was UTRGV, like they're better than what their, what their um, wins and losses kind of portray and show. Like they're, they're a good team. Like they fight, they're hard. Um, they're a hard team to play. They're kind of unpredictable. They, they have a really good team, um, especially in one of their leading scorers for this game um was uh justin johnson he had 25 points so again they, he had a double double or no he didn't i'm sorry but he had 25 points he was our leading scorer um and so they're a really good team but obviously they just struggle a bit they're they're you know one and seven in the whack so not doing the best this season but so that shouldn't you know that shouldn't uh diminish the fact that we did absolutely hand it to him a little bit by double digit points, but, uh, but yeah, so other, other feats of strength for me, um, obviously, I mean, let me, let's just go back. The first thing you said, that was literally one of the first things on the, on my list that they spread the scoring around so well. I, I love to see that. Um, you really do. I mean, and even, even we had Trell at seven, uh, you had, um, I mean, everybody that played scored. Everybody yeah. that played scored, and and that's something that I that anybody loves to see when they watch basketball, is is the fact that everybody that got in, no matter how many minutes they played, whether if it was nine minutes or twenty five minutes, they scored. Um, you and know, also everyone who played got several, well, at least one rebound. Yeah. So that's that's true as well. Um, I mean, for example. Uh, Let's see who played the least amount. Derek played nine minutes and he scored four points in those nine minutes. He had three rebounds in those nine minutes. Um, he was two of seven from Phil goal. I mean, that those nine minutes, those meant something, you know what I mean? Um, let's see who else Robbie Robbie played for 11 minutes and he scored nine points in the, again, almost a point per minute. Yeah. Well, I have more to talk about with Robbie. I have more to talk about with Robbie, but I'm, I'm Right now, I'm just talking about scoring and, and our points right now and our stats. Bench points, nuts, 55 bench points. Yeah. I mean, again, that goes back to what Keller said about the fact that it doesn't matter if you start or you come off the bench. Like, everybody on this team contributes, and that's just another reason why. I mean, look at this. We had Kyle, Day-Day, Nigel, Robbie, Derek, and Jalen all come off the bench. And Kyle played 17 minutes. Dede played 22, Nigel set 19, Robbie I said 11, Derek was at nine, right? And JJP was at 17 minutes. So, I mean, <laughs> that's just an insane amount of points to come from the bench. I mean, what is that? That's over half of our points came from the bench. Yeah. You know, so just an absolute fantastic showing, not just from the starters, but also the bench players as well. Uh, points in the paint being back up, obviously, where we like to see him at 40 points or more. Love to see it. And then those 29 points off turnovers. Like, that's big for me. Had 18. Um, let's see, what was the turnover? We had uh, – they had 25 turnovers. God, I love it. Whenever their turnovers are more than ours. Yeah. Two well, thumbs up, baby. Two thumbs up, baby. Um just doing a quick check again. Um, <clears throat> they had 30 personal fouls. We only had 23. Again, when we don't have as many personal fouls as them, that makes me happy. Um, and then those rebounds, baby man, 40 rebounds. That's a stat that we don't see very often. <laughs> I love to see that many rebounds. 
Holy moly. Don't see that very often at all. Yeah, the the statistics, like the field goal, the three-point, the free throw, those could be better. They weren't amazing. But as you – I mean – that's what is you know uh, that's just semantics at this point, just mints and words. I mean, I, I could care less about those those statistics. Our team played well, um, and obviously, based off of the point spreads, it was a team win. So, love to see it, man. You know what else I love to see? Where the heck's that at? Freaking Day Day Hall with three steals, AJ with three steals, Kyle with two steals. And Jalen with two steals. I mean, I am loving – that's 14 steals. We like, had double their steals. Like half of my notes are steals. I have – JJP yeah. had an excellent steal. I put it in all caps. Uh, Nana mm -hmm. had a steal and a dunk that I mm -hmm. made a note of. Day Day, a great steal and and one. Like half my notes are about people getting steals. I love that. Um Speaking wow. of Day Day, you, you just mentioned Day Day. Speaking of Day Day, man, oh, man, those last couple games, they kind of, you know, they took him out of the game a little bit. He couldn't score as well, um, you know, especially in that Sam Houston game, and he couldn't get barely anything in the basket or under under the, in the paint there. But, man, Day Day was back working in that paint, driving hard, doing, doing, doing what Day Day does, doing what Day Day does. Well, and I, I think he also took two charges this game. That's what I wrote down. I believe you're right. Yes. Great defensively too. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I've, I know I've said this and Jacqueline has said this before, but even if someone isn't scoring, that does not mean they're not contributing somewhere else on the court. Like, you know, for example, with the guys like Trell, he had total seven points, but he was all over the court. He was getting rebounds. He had three rebounds. He had one of those steals. He had two assists. So he was he was making moves everywhere else, right? And still, he scored seven points. He had a three-pointer, you know. Um, and so he was still out there scoring, but he was definitely doing his part on defense as well. And all three of his rebounds were defensive rebounds. So, let, again, let me bring that back up. Um, then you have guys like Jaleel. He had two points the entire game. That's fine. He had five rebounds. Love to see it. He also had two blocks. Love yep. to see it. Two blocks. He played 11 minutes. 11 minutes, and he had five rebounds. He had two blocks, and he had those two points. That's And he's still coming off of a major injury. <laughs> so, yeah. I, you can't ask for much more from the kid. Um, he's still getting his feet wet, still trying to get his bearings on offense and on defense. So again, can't can't ask for much, or can't ask for more from him. Um, let me let me let me bring up Nigel real quick, and I'm sure you have other things to talk about Nigel with. Nigel has been playing lights out. I don't know what at one point during the season it went from oh he's playing pretty good to holy shit he like kicked it up a notch into high gear. And now he's just playing with like his ass is on fire. And I love to see it. I mean, he hustled so hard during this game. He got his friggin' contact knocked out twice. 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 Which brings me to 1-800-contacts.com. 
Can we get some NIL deals for Nigel or something? I don't know, but I mean, and then can we also invent a sports contact that just has like better grip? I don't know. So that these contacts don't get knocked out for these players. But you know, again, that's when you know that you're hustling hard when your freaking contact gets knocked out of your eye. That's not easy. That's twice that happened. I know. Uh, yeah. I, and Jacqueline can watch him put it back in, and then I got a sweet-ass right. shot of him having to get it put it back in. Anybody uh, who knows me, I could not watch it. Oh. Can't, Jacqueline doesn't do contacts at all. Like, she struggles watching me put mine in, like when we're on trips and stuff, and I'm putting my contacts in. <laughs> I don't do eye stuff. I didn't start wearing any kind of eye makeup until my senior year when we had our senior pictures done at school because one of my – girlfriends put it on for me like I can barely touch my own eyes yeah it was just funny when we went on this trip it was last year in February I believe we went when we went to uh, Jose's wedding in NOLA and I was having such a contact debacle and Jacqueline's like I wish I could help you I wish I could help you but I can't touch your eye I can't look in your eye I'm like it's fine I'll go it's fine there's other people I'll I'll figure it out help (laughs) And that was when I first started wearing contacts and I was also having obviously difficulties. I couldn't figure it out. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but she couldn't help me. She was like, Oh, I can't do it. I gotta go. I can't. Anyway. You know, he's always been, he's always been a very um, like stable player. And the last, the last few games, it's like, he's always competing for player of the game or high point. Um, 100%. 100%. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Would you like to discuss our boy, Robert? So let's let's tell uh, what Sean Kennedy's quote was. Go ahead. <laughs> Last two minutes brought to you by Robbie Armbrester. Y'all, and when I watched it back, I made a list of literally everything he did. It was insane. Within literally like two minutes. Right. Two made shots a tie ball, and then a steal that ended in free throws. <laughs> yeah. Within two minutes. I know. Yeah. Robbie's wild, man. Ro- Ro- I have other things to talk about with Robbie, but I'm going to have to save that for the Seattle podcast because I have a, a bone to pick with him. But he he's a wild man. He is a wild man. He goes from coast to coast. He, he has zero, like – he gives zero shits about his own like body or welfare. He just like, he literally is just like diving head first into things. And he just is an absolute wild man. And, and, and then you add in the fact that he's just a big old shit talker. He'll, he will shit talk anyone. He'll shit talk your grandma. He'll shit talk <laughs> the refs. He'll shit talk. The, the the lumberjack player sitting next to him, like he will shit talk anybody. And I love it to the point where I'm like, Robbie, you're on the bench. And if you get a T, I'm gonna kick your ass. But, but yeah. Him and that one ref who we've had, we've had him a lot and he always seems like a really nice, yeah, cool uh guy. But I, I don't I don't even think the two of us could piece together what was happening, but I guess no. Something was said about him trolling Rati, which we don't, I don't know. We missed whatever that was. But then Robbie and the Robbie from the bench and the ref are like, 
talking and laughing back and forth and we're literally sitting there cracking up like yeah they're just going at each other and i'm sitting here like i'm glad this ref is cool because i feel like any other ref would be like all right son sit down like just would be you know kind of like a like an a-hole about it but yeah robbie at the end of the first half was just a nutcase. He was everything. Everything for him was going right. Everything for him was going in. He was killing it. And it just stinks because, you know, again, he's still nursing injuries. He's still coming back from injuries. So he can't play as much and as long as some of the other guys because of this reason. If he was at full tilt, 100%, he is and will and can be the most dangerous guy on that court. That's all I'm saying is he is a absolute wild card, wild card. He will fight for a rebound until there's nothing left to rebound. Like he will literally put his whole body into it and knock everybody and their mama to the ground. He don't care if you're in a lumberjack uniform or someone else. Like he, he will get that rebound no matter what. Um, He's just wild. And I love to see it. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Jax, anything else? Um, I think the last major thing was, well, two small notes on trail. He, that buzzer three was great. Uh, yes. Ahead. I wrote that down as well. Yes. He had an amazing reverse layup that was so good. Um, I wrote that down too. <laughs> we both saw the same thing. Yeah. So Matt, and this is more just irony, maybe. Um, <laughs> Are you going to talk about Matt? Yeah. I don't okay. know because who knows exactly. But he seemed to have gotten hit either in the upper leg or in a very precarious position. I'll say it. Family jewels. I yes. feel for him on that. But, man, he played amazing, like, directly after that. Yeah. Literally. He hustled hardcore. We were all like, ooh, that's looks painful. That's not good. And then the next like six possessions, he was just like on fire. Um, Literally. I know yeah. he was maybe working uh, off a little bit of pain there or something, a little bit of adrenaline or I don't know, but yeah, he had some hardcore. He made that layup, ran down, got the charge and then got hit in the groin during the charge. And then literally got up and then hit a three on the very next play. Yeah, it was like bam, bam, bam right after that. Um, wild. Yeah. wild. Uh, but the, my last one is we loved the energy from Nana on that dunk attempt. And I don't care. I don't even care if he misses every one that he goes at mm -hmm. like that. I still want him going like that because one day it's going to hit. I think that one maybe got a little like uh, contested or something. But mm -hmm. You're not going to make it unless you go for it. So I, I want him going like that every time. I just, I love the aggressiveness of it. You know, even the fact it was contested, there was a guy literally right by him and underneath him, but go for it, Nana. Cause get many times out of 10, you're probably going to get fouled, babe. Now that I've seen the energy from Nana, I want it every time. I want him to, I, I want him to bring it every time. And, and, you know, He's still working on it. He's still working hard. I know there's still a lot of things he has left to learn, you know, things to clean up, passes into the lane, you know, losing the ball, um, things like that. But when we see stuff like that, we get pumped. If he would have hit that slam, 
the roof of William R. Johnson would have freaking blown off its hinges. I mean, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. It would have gone wild. Oh, 100%. And of course, you know, you already mentioned Trell, but I have to talk about my boy Trell again. I mean, his his on-court presence, especially when he's hitting them, dear God almighty. You know, him, him, Robbie, and AJ can get people fired up in a matter of seconds with a great layup, a good three-pointer, a dunk. Just seeing the passion and the excitement and the just absolute fire in their belly from that can literally make the the chillest grandma at 95 fr- frantic and freak out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love their energy and I love their enthusiasm and I love their love for the game. And I just, you know, I very excited for the last few weeks. Here. Oh, for goodness sakes, Scotty. <laughs> uh, last few weeks here of, of basketball. Y'all could hear him. He's doing like a chirpy purring noise right now. I, you know, here's the thing. You're for the people that are listening, Scotty, the cat is in Jacqueline's lap again, being an attention whore with the biggest resting bitch face I've ever seen. But yet he's so happy. He's the coolest and most approachable cat I've ever met. But his resting bitch face is elite. (laughs) It's so good. I got to post that one picture on social anyway. You really do. You really do. Oh my God. All right. Anything else? Obviously, um, the halftime show on Wednesday for for uh, UTRGV. I don't know if that was planned ahead of time, but it just kind of worked out that we were playing the Vicaros and then we had some like Spanish, Hispanic, Mexican heritage roping team come out and do their amazing rope tricks. It was um, wild. The, the little ones were so cute. There was so cute. Yeah, there was a well, one little boy is probably like seven or something. The other one looked like he was like three. Three. Oh, he was, I mean, the rope was bigger than him. Yeah, no. Uh, who, whoever planned that or found them absolutely love, love, love half times like that. They're so fun. They're they're energetic. They give us something to watch and do during halftime and not just, you know, twiddle our thumbs, but um, yeah, more half times like that, 100%. So definitely feet of strength. Love it. Two thumbs up on that. Um, the dog and, one is still my favorite. but Dog one will always be your favorite, I know. But I really, really, really enjoyed that roping one. On Wednesday. I thought that was so fun and different. We've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Very cool. Um, also, as always, two thumbs up on happy hour. Up in the up in the top corner, getting a three dollar beer is like unheard of at a sporting event. So, two sure. thumbs up to Corey um, for doing that and doing happy hour up there because Jesus Pete, three dollar beers, insane. Um, yeah. I know. All right, anything else you have? No. Nope. All right, moving right along to with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You. All right, Jack, start us off. So my very first one is, and this was, I mean, at least on the, at the very least on the replay. I don't know if it was like this live on the live feed or not, but mm-hmm. when I watched it back, 
on the replay, the ESPN feed didn't start until the game clock was at like 18 minutes left in the first half. So there was like a hmm. good five to 10 minute chunk that wasn't there. <laughs> Cause usually the live feed will start and they'll be like wandering around on the court and you'll see them introduce people and, mm -hmm. and then the game will start. And it was, it was already two minutes in on the game clock. So whatever, I don't know what happened. Hopefully live. It didn't do that. So people actually saw the whole game. Um, Interesting. Okay. My random fashion notes. Oh, I was going to bring this up, dude. Okay, good. <laughs> was not a fan of the rat tail at all. Um, and then. No, no, no. Don't just skip over that. We got to talk about the rat tail for a second. Well, we'll come back and talk about that. But my other one was about halfway through the game, I look over to Alex and I'm like, that dude's shorts under his shorts or SpongeBob? Yes, they were. And we think that his shoes were SpongeBob too. I'm like 90% sure they were SpongeBob. Yeah. So yeah, let's we can cover the rat tail first. <laughs> okay. All right. So the guy number four, that was the first thing on my note list was rat tail. Literally rat tail, number four. Number four, uh, let me go back to the list here. Number four was his name was Will Johnston, and he was from Australia. Not saying that that's like a typical fashion move for Aussies. I don't know. Um, I, don't so. I didn't see any when I was there. Yeah, I don't know. But the rat tail was an interesting choice. Not sure why. If there's a reason behind it, cool for him, Will. Cool for you. Um, I didn't hate it, but at the same time, I didn't like it. Is that a thing? Like I it didn't, you were just I mean, different. Yeah. I, I like weird hairstyles. I don't know why. Well, okay. We'll talk about that during Seattle game. But <laughs> just get ready yeah, for that one. I don't like weird hair stuff. Jacqueline doesn't like weird hairstyles. She doesn't like beards on guys' faces. She doesn't like facial hair barely at all. Whereas I, the more hair, the better. I got, I got enough hair on my head to cover yeah. all, got all the boxes checked. That's fair. That's fair. The rat tail, again, interesting move. Um, I, I didn't hate it. I, again, I don't know what the word is for that. Like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it on him. You were just apathetic. I was apathetic. Like, it didn't bother me, but it was just a weird choice. <sighs> weird choice. Back to SpongeBob. Okay. I don't remember what number had the SpongeBob. I think... It was number five. I could be wrong. No, yeah. it wasn't him. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But yeah. it was just, again, a weird choice. And so then I go back and I'm trying to think. And I don't even know of if there is a, I guess not. Like, I guess there's no, like, because they have such a hard, they get such a hard on these refs about tucking shirts in. You know, yeah. and then they get a hard on about, like, the undershirt. It doesn't matter about the shorts under the shorts. I meant to look that up um, and see if there was a rule, but I forgot. So I'll, I'll look it up for the next one so we'll know. But I mean, which again, like I wouldn't even call it out if there was. I just thought it was dumb. And like, if you're going to wear something else under there, I feel like you could come up with something better than SpongeBob. Like, like I don't know, maybe, maybe because I'm the generation that was just like barely too old. For SpongeBob, when SpongeBob was a thing, I've just like always thought it was annoying as shit. Like, I just don't understand. 
I don't think it's funny. I never thought it was funny. I'm not into it. And like, I don't know what kind of girls you're pulling at 20 something wearing SpongeBob tidies. You, know, you, know, you never know. I don't know. <laughs> out there, us girls are kind of weird sometimes. So maybe there's, maybe there's a girl out there that has an absolute like obsession sexually for her SpongeBob. I don't know. Maybe maybe she's attracted to square shaped things. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I I watched SpongeBob a little bit when I was younger. I didn't watch it a lot. Wasn't like obsessed with it. I thought it was goofy and funny in my brain. Well, that's just me because I'm my humor is just ridiculous. So again, but I just don't. I don't know if it's the move for under your basketball shorts during a collegiate basketball game. That's my thing. I don't know. I just don't know if it's the move. And then also to wear your matching SpongeBob shoes. If the, if the shoes are SpongeBob, I think that's even weirder for me, honestly. It's just too much SpongeBob, bro. Because who's making who's making these basketball shoes with SpongeBob on them? Babe, I don't know, but they have. I mean, there are some weird basket. There are some weird shoes out there. They got like pizza shoes. There's like they got. There's some weird design shoes. I, we looked it up one day in my class for some fucking reason. I don't know. but So, yeah, was, I wasn't a fan of. And then, I mean, and he wasn't the only one. Like, even even the guy from Ozzy, the Ozzy had on, like, different really? colors. He had, like, oh, blue I, shorts on. Oh, I don't remember that. I just thought his shorts were really tight. Weren't they? Oh, his entire uniform was tight. He was wearing a schmedium. Yeah, it looked like it shrunk in the wash or something. His shorts were tight. He had on like some tidy tight shorts. He had on a tidy tight like uh top and and uh, again, I, as a girl, I mean I didn't mind it, but at the same time, how is that? I mean, you might have some con that's like constricting the flow a little bit. I don't know. Um but yeah, so that's fashion tips from Alex and Jax. Um <laughs> Let's see what else. So one, one thing I want to talk about is like, I thought we had some really, and here's, it's like a compliment sandwich almost like we had a really great, amazing ball movement on offense in order obviously to get the ball in the net. And it was great and wonderful, but I don't understand the lack of, Oh, but we can't get back on defense, you know? Yeah. I agree. There. I feel like that relates to one of my points because while we did beat them by double digits, there was a point in the game where we let them get back pretty close mm -hmm. by how much we were ahead at halftime and at the end. Um, and so my note, I just put, I don't know how we let them get back close, but we did. Um, and I think it was kind of what you're saying. Like we, we were doing really great on offense, but then just, not every possession where we're getting back on defense. So then it's like give them easy buckets for buckets and letting them get easy ones, then going to sneak back in closer where they shouldn't be. Um, yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, um, looking, looking at some of their stats, like I said earlier, Justin Johnson, number one had, had 25 points. Uh, number 15, Dalen Williams had 14 points, six rebounds. Um, he fell out of the game. That kid could shoot. He was 100% from the three-point line. Three for three. He could shoot. Oh, 
Uh, he had three steals. He had uh, what an assist. But, yeah, I mean, he did foul out. They had two guys foul out of the game, which obviously is good for us. But still, um, then he had uh, Aaron, Aaron, I'm assuming, Aaron Freeman, number 11. He had eight rebounds himself. Um, so there were a lot of – they had a lot of, uh, of uh, good moments in their, in their game as well. Obviously, I had 25 points for Christ's sakes. Um, but not the best ball movement and spreading the ball around. Um, let's see, looking at the rest of their stats. Um, 16 fast break points. We had 18. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, the lead, we had the lead the entire game, which was great. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot of negatives on us. I just feel like, again, the whole ball, we had great ball movement on offense and then, there were multiple instances, like we said, that they just didn't get back on defense and that allowed UTRGV to stay in there for a few possessions and allowed them to get back in. Um, so that's just frustrating, man. So my mom is in there yelling hardcore for this football game right now. Like, I am so shocked that y'all cannot hear her through the two doors I have closed. Well, one one of my cats is meowing from somewhere, and I can't figure out what's happening. I, I like she's screaming. Well, it's probably because the freaking game is tied twenty to twenty with fifty six seconds left in the game, so that's probably why she's in there screaming. And I know that we're recording this while this game is on, so that's why probably people are watching that and not this. And I get it. Um, okay, what other grievances do you have? Um. I really don't understand what's happening with my cat, but that's all right. We're almost done. Um, so this is my last one. And when a player on an opposing team did this, and I can't even uh, now I can't even remember that kid's name. Uh, what's what's the Australian kid on ACU? Uh, Tobias Cameron. Tobias. Okay, so I talked shit about Tobias with his mouthpiece and having it hanging out of his mouth all the time and how gross it was. And I was grossed out. Uh, but our our lovely little AJ. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Here's the difference. I'm not going to talk shit about him because I'm not grossed out with AJ doing it because it's AJ. It's not freaking Tobias Cameron who, I, like, irks me with everything that he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's it's living. Just breathing your air, your same air. He just annoys you. <laughs> but I'm going to say, I told... Oh, okay. Well, I upset him now. I upset Scotty from pounding my fist. But um, after the game, I'm like, AJ, please, please keep it in your mouth. Because number one, it's not the same as I said with Tobias. It's not doing you any good if you don't have it in there. And I'm really concerned when you're running down the court with it hanging out of your mouth that you're going to run into someone or get fouled and choke on it. So if you need the mouth guard, please wear it. Oh, Dennis, we were so happy to have seen you this weekend, too. Wish we had more time to hang out, but it was a weekend. AJ is our hero, too, and that's that's why I very, uh, whatever. I don't even know. You feel so strongly about him protecting his teeth. Yeah, I'm like, please don't, please don't have it hanging out of your mouth and get ran into and choke on something. So I know. I agree. Nervous. I felt we felt so strongly about it that I leaned over because, uh, you know, the team doctor sits right next across across from us on the on the aisle. 
I literally leaned over and I was like, Doc, do us a favor. Tell AJ to shove that damn mouth card back in his mouth and leave it there. Because it's driving us nuts that he has it out of his mouth. And what good is it? He goes, I know. I don't get it. <laughs> Sometimes he's just as frustrated with them as we are. So I just I just would like to point that out. Probably um, 10 times more frustrated. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, God. I, I have, again, I have, I have things to talk about in the next podcast <laughs> about this. Yeah. Um, cause, cause he'll tell me things like he'll lean over and like tell me things and I ask him questions and he'll tell me some things and I'm like, God dang it, Bobby. Um, anyway, so, um, <laughs> gets irritating, I swear. Um, but yeah, no, Dennis, I agree. We love AJ so much and he is such a sweet boy. He really is. He comes over every game, gives us hugs. You know, we tell him um, great game and he he's so appreciative of it as well. Uh, so we love AJ. And I mean, honestly, we didn't have a like I said, we didn't have a lot of grievances for this game. We usually don't when we win um, because, of course, you know, we won. So there's not much to grieve about. But um, yeah. So one word to describe this game, Jacqueline, Noel Parton. So I did not come up with one for this game. Um, wait, give me a second because I know what I'm trying to think of. But uh, I'm just going to say because I can't think of a better um, word. But sharing about the distribution of points. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. I love that. Um, mine is going to be. I was going to say rat tail is a joke, but it's <laughs> not it. Um, no, my, my, mine's going to be, um, my, no, mine's going to be, I think I've used hustle before. So I'm just going to say, uh, um, what's another word for hustle? Fight. I don't know. That That's lame. That's lame as hell. I'm not using that. I'm going to say, uh, SpongeBob. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> it was very distracting. Once, once it was I, so distract. Once you so, once you pointed yeah. out to me, I couldn't look away. Yeah, I couldn't unsee it. Couldn't unsee it. Couldn't unsee it. Dennis says we're the deepest team in the whack. Don't jinx us, but I think now that we're healthy, I do think so. I agree. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, based off the game from last night, and I know obviously that's a whole other podcast, but I. I Watching us play last night, I have all the faith in the world that we will finish the season extremely strong and head into WAC Vegas, fingers crossed, with a with a bye. Um, but we we really have to continue on this trajectory that we're on right now. Otherwise, that shouldn't happen. But again, fingers crossed, being positive. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Okay. So a few things I want to remind. We literally have the sick, the six men. I mean, yeah. We. I mean, it's true. We do. We have multiple six men that can come off the bench and and completely change the game for us. Um, but yeah. So a few reminders. Those who are listening and those who are still with us. Um, first off, we have coming up on February the 18th weekend is the Heckler Hayes alumni game. If you it doesn't have to, you, you don't even have to be, didn't have to be a heckler. You didn't have to be in purple haze when you were a student. If you just want to come back because you're invigorated about lumberjack and ladyjack basketball and you're like, 
I want to go and get rowdy and wild. Um, well, this is the game for you. So it's going to be on February 18th weekend, um, Friday night. We're going to have a little get together at the brewery um, for those who are in town early or if you're staying the whole weekend. If you're just going to want to come down for just the game on Saturday, you can do that too. Um, but we'll have a, a whole day, not whole day tailgate, but a you know good portion of the time and tailgate on Sorry, I got distracted by the game. Um, we'll have a good tailgate on Saturday before the game, and uh, we're all going to be sitting together. So if you want to come, you want to participate, you want to come have fun with us and tailgate and sit with us at the game, we will be um, – not we will be, but the tickets are available for only $5. That's $5. $5. If you go to the Facebook event page, Heckler Hayes Alumni Reunion Game, um, go ahead and, and grab those tickets on there. And then uh, there's also t-shirts available for that weekend as well. There'll be food. There'll be drinks. Don't like free drinks, free food. Um, so a lot of stuff happening during that tailgate. And then also $1 beers is what we heard. I think this past weekend, potentially one, for those who sit in that section. So <laughs> that's dangerous. I don't, I don't care who you are. That's dangerous. Um, so $1 beers is on the docket. So that's February 18th, all right? The very, and then Dennis will be there. Well, hell, if Dennis is there, then that means it's gonna be a hell of a day. Dennis. I'm excited, Dennis, excited, excited. Um, and then that very next weekend is our Sunday fun day tailgate that we are hosting. Um, we're meeting with alumni this next week coming up to see if we can have some tents donated some food, maybe potentially from someone, drinks, et cetera. Um, so Sunday, fun day tailgate will be on the February 26th game. Um, and we want to tailgate for this game because, A, we're doing it for our alumni auction award winner, Richard Boyer, who is the mayor of the colony in Dallas area. So this is for you, Richard. And then also because it is the ESPNU Live game nationally televised. Ah, shit. Casey just went ahead. Anyway, um, nationally televised game. So we got to get a big crowd for national television. Got to do it. Got to do it. So. That's a lot going on. We have a lot happening. Um, and of course, we're trying to finalize our plans for WAC Vegas coming up in March. And there's just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire. So, um, man, that's a lot of things. Anything on your end? I don't think so. Okay, I'm just making sure I remembered everything. Um, but yeah, so obviously, as per usual, whenever you go to the games, uh, or if you're coming to the brewery, or if you're coming, or if you're going around town in Nacogdoches, uh, if you're wanting to drink a beer, please, please, please consider drinking a Purple Lights from Fredoni Brewery. Um, anytime you support the brewery by drinking a Purple Lights or buying a six pack of Purple Lights, anything with Purple Lights, that money goes back, not that whole money, but a portion of that money goes to uh, as a fan athletics. So keep that in mind. Uh, also, whenever you're trying to figure out what to wear for game day, well, I'll tell you what, if you go on to the Park Me Alex website and you go to our merch store, there are buku options of game day t-shirts that you can order and you can wear to support your jacks. 
If you're like, man, I, I have the same purple and I wear it all the time. I want something new. Well, go to our website, go to our store, get yourself a new shirt. And also a portion of those proceeds. Here's the thing. Majority of those portion are going to go to our travel budget because, damn it, we need funds to go to all these games and go to all these things. But then there is a portion that goes to back to the Purple Lights Fund as well. So it helps the Purple Lights Fund, helps athletics, helps the Lumberjacks, all the above. Okay? Last thing. I know there's a lot. Last thing is make sure you're following us on all social media and make sure that whenever you are riding around town and you see these badass purple my plates you go order yourself one i think i think i convinced someone to order my plates because i told him to go to our website and look for our merch stuff and he said i scrolled down and i saw the my plates and now i'm looking for my plates awesome love to see it love to see it he goes i put in a bunch of different things and all of my options were available and i was like well i think it's just meant to me then that's cool who was it it was, uh, I think, was it Travis Johnson? Okay. So if you're listening, Travis. We got them all hooked up, man. You follow we got you hooked up, my brother. Anytime, anything He's you need, we'll help you out. Going to get a license plate. He's going to get all hooked up. All of it. All of it. We're getting hooked up, my friend. So get yourself hooked up as well. Get yourself a MyPlate. Go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks. And, man, hook your car up and make your ride look fly. I know I'm super lazy and cool. Um, anyway, so that's it. Thank you for listening. We got this in under an hour. Hopefully uh, you guys will join us tomorrow. At some point we'll post it whenever we decide we look at our calendars and figure out when we can uh, record tomorrow. Listen to our amazing detailed recap of the Seattle game. Cause man, what a game that was. Um, we're excited to talk about that one. It was a big game with major implications for us. Um, in seating and for uh, the WAC conference tournament um, and, of course, just for in, in general. So I uh, can't wait to talk about that one. And, uh, man, we hope you guys have a great night. Have a good week this week. Uh, we won't be back in the sawmill basically for three weeks. It's going to be freaking disastrous to my mental state. Uh, literally until February 15th, we have away games. The next three games are away, and I am distraught. Yeah, it's going to be a minute. Yeah. So February 15th, we're back on the sawmill. So that's a long time from now. It's not even February yet. <laughs> anyway, all right. Y'all have a wonderful night. Have a good week, like I said. And as always, Axe and Jacks. Without some Jacks. Chiefs won.